This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am joined by a very special guest. She is a real housewife of Miami and, of course, a doctor. Please welcome Dr. Nicole Martin. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Dylan. How are you? So excited to join you today. I am great. Better now that you're here. I am so excited to have you on the show. I loved this season of Real Housewives of Miami, and I'm excited that it's premiering on Bravo next week on April 5th so that even more people will get to see it and fall in love with you, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're so excited to to be joining the Bravo Network next week. The big deal. Yeah, I feel like this season of Miami, it took some people took a minute to kind of start watching it and discover it. But once they did, it seemed pretty universal. Like people really were into this season, the whole vibe. I think the cast worked so well together and coming back after such a long time that it had been off the air, it just was like such a success. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Miami has always had really convicted diehard fans. You know, Andy said during the reunion, it was really the fans that, um, you know, voiced their desire for the show to be back and really push for it. And the season was no different. I feel like once the show aired, it gained a lot of momentum and fans were really happy. And I think everyone's very excited to be airing on Bravo. I'm curious. So like you were saying, it's had fans for a long time. It's been over a decade since it initially aired. But you obviously just came into the fold for this season. What did you kind of know about the show before you came onto it? Did people in Miami all these years, was it kind of a thing of like, oh, so-and-so was on Housewives? What was the vibe kind of before you joined the show? To be honest, I, I'm i not a big TV watcher in general. And I watched the show, you know, knowing that I was going to be on it to kind of get to know some of the characters and to kind of just get an idea of what I was getting into. But I really didn't follow the series, you know, 10 years ago or eight years ago. And I feel like probably initially when the show came off the air, people were talking about it, but it's been a while. So I think, you know, conversation and chatter kind of died down. And then once everyone heard that they were casting, people started talking about it again and everyone was getting really excited to see who was coming back and who the newbies were going to be. You obviously in your, I would say your everyday life as a physician, you're, you know, a mom, you clearly have other things going on in your life. So how did doing a reality TV show come into play? And what was your thought process when you were deciding whether or not it was the right thing for you to do? You know, honestly, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, to be honest. I always joke around that I thought it was going to be like one guy with a camcorder just following me around. I didn't realize (laughs) how large of a production this is. I mean, the first day of filming, there's 
lighting, audio, people like with, you know, it's like a 10, 12 person team. It's really intimidating at first, especially if you've had zero TV experience. Um, and it was a much larger time commitment too than I thought, you know, I figured it was just going to be like once or twice a week, but no, the days are long and it was hard at first to kind of find the balance between my regular job and filming and being a mom. But honestly, the cast, the other girls and the crew production were all so accommodating. They really worked around my schedule. You know, they kind of fit me in whenever I had days off. And I really am thankful to them as well as my other job. Everybody honestly worked so well together. I love hearing that. I just, we had Dr. Tiffany Moon on the podcast last week. So we're doing back to back (laughs) anesthesiologist housewives, which (laughs) there are only two of you. Um, (laughs) And she was talking about also having to balance her, you know, work schedule at the hospital she works at and kind of that. So how have you found that in the last year or so, I guess, since you kind of started this journey? Are you um, have you taken any more time off or are you trying to balance things like how has that been going? Because I'm sure it's kind of a struggle sometimes. Yeah. um, So I kept my call schedule pretty much the same. I do one 24 hour shift a week. And then the next day I'm off. So we really try to like pack my filming into that one day that I'm off a week. You know, I'll usually do a morning scene and then an evening scene. And then the days that I'm not on call, we usually do afternoon scenes. Um, So it's a lot to juggle. You know, obviously there's only 24 hours in a day and something's got to give. And for me, the one thing that I've really, you know, taken a hit on is working out. I'm not able to go to the gym or do as much of that as I used like to. Um, so I'm, you know, trying to find a, a, a place to squeeze it in. And that's usually at 530 in the morning. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> look, if I had to be on call for 24 hours, I think I would need like a week to recover. So if you're doing anything the next day, <laughs> that's a win. <laughs> you know, after so many years, honestly, your body just gets used to functioning on bare minimum sleep. So if I get four hours, I'm I'm good for like two days. <laughs> that is that is the most doctor thing I've ever heard. <laughs> somebody somebody was writing when we asked for questions on Instagram. They were like, does it get better after residency? I'm like, yes, I don't know. It does. It does. It does. On You know what gets better? The pay. So then that just feels better, right? Because at least there if you're we go. working really hard, but you're making better money, it's not so bad. Um, but no, for sure. The schedule gets so much better. Residency is awful. Like it is the worst four years ever. I can imagine. I... Much respect because I could never do it. Um, <laughs> it's fun I, too, but it's it's a lot of work. Yeah, I loved seeing this season. You really have just like such such a nice family. Your your partner, your fiance Anthony, we love seeing on the show. <laughs> yes, the ring is the ring is there. Um, when we got to reunion time, there was much made of your maybe reversal decision to get engaged after saying, you know, that maybe that wasn't a priority or whatever. To me, it felt blown out of proportion. I don't know if you feel the same. You know, it's, I have learned that it is reality TV. So everything is um, blown out of proportion, right? Because if you actually think back, I think it was like the first or second episode Someone during one of my interviews asked me, if Anthony asked you to marry him, what would you say? And my answer was always, I would say, yes, obviously, I love him. We have a family together. My whole point was that I didn't really care if he asked or not, right? Like, I was going to stay with him. I would have grown old with him. 
Like it was never, oh, if you don't ask me by the end of this year, I'm leaving. I, I just, it wasn't that big of a deal to me was my whole point. But it got, you know, turned into a thing. Right. And when you're on Housewives, it's always going to be, well, she said she didn't want to get engaged. So now are they trying to save the relationship with the ring? You know, like there's always going to be kind of that angle if somebody's looking for a way in. And I I heard it all, Dylan. It was like, oh, she's just (laughs) trying to secure her spot for next year because she's going to get married on TV. Like I heard all the stories. You're not getting a wedding, by the way, anytime soon. It was not a storyline. I was just reading an interview that you did like a few weeks ago or something. And you were like, we're not we're not getting married right now. And I'm like, "Okay, no, no wedding. So I'm not going to ask you if there's like a wedding date. (laughs) I am honestly just happy in my life right now. I don't want to add any extra stress. We just moved into the house, you know, a couple months ago. We're finally like settled in. We're about to start phase two of the remodel, which is going to be another headache. We're building our, our, our second home in Colorado. So it's, we've got a lot going on. And I just feel like, you know what? We're going to decide one day that we're leaving to Italy tomorrow and we're just going to elope. I know that that's how we're going to do it. <laughs> totally. I mean, there has been an elopement featured on Real Housewives of Miami many years in the past. Marisol, I think, did that in the mountains. And maybe that wasn't the best decision to do that on camera. <laughs> I mean, you know, to each his own. I guess we'll fi- we'll figure it out. I'll see what you know when it when it when it feels right, and we'll pull the trigger. But right now, we're just happy, and we're so busy, and we're excited, and it's just you know, no rush. Totally, and I I appreciate that. That it seems like you're at a point in your life where generally everything is kind of settled. You know, you have your kid, you have your fiance, you have your beautiful home, which is like gorgeous, by the way. And Thank it's like you. you're not. You don't need to get married for a storyline. It's it, it, you're doing just fine. Well, you know, I just think like for people, marriage, a lot of people, marriage is like a step in like a certain direction. You know, like they're like, oh, we don't live together. Once we get married, we're going to move in together. We already do that. Once we get married, we're going to have a baby. We already have that. Like it, it doesn't lead to anything else for us. You know, like we're not waiting to do something else on getting married. So for us, it's like when it happens, it happens. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? 
Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Totally. I'm speaking of, you know, the marriage having kids thing. Obviously, Larsa's comment about having a kid out of wedlock became a big thing this season. And it almost seemed like Julia was the one who was kind of the most... The, the most upset about that comment, but obviously it affected you too. Was that something where it just, it seemed kind of shocking in the moment when she said it, but then she never really seemed to, it never seemed to click with her why it would be so upsetting afterward. Honestly, I think at the moment in the Hamptons, when the comment was made, I was completely just taken back by the whole situation. You know, the game I wasn't anticipating. I definitely didn't know that Marisol had any issues or any concerns about my trustworthiness. So I was just shocked at the entire situation at, at the time that like Lars's comment didn't even register at that moment. Like I was just so mentally exhausted from like arguing in this whole situation that it didn't even register. And I think everybody at the table was a little bit shocked. So I think it took some time, you know, everybody went to bed that night and I think processed what happened. And then it was like, wow, that was a really just like, not nice comic, you know, like that was, and then Julia was bothered by it. So I think it just took time for everybody to react. Yeah. And I think there's always, you know, on Housewives or any situation, there's always this idea that the kids should sort of be left out of it and off limits. And, you know, when it's, when it's talking about, you know, am I trustworthy? Did I say something about you? That's one thing. But then when you're saying something about, you know, the situation with you having kids, it's like, we're, we don't need to go there. Like that's my kids are my kids and that's they're perfect sure. and whatever. It was certainly a, a, a low blow. Um, and, and to your point, you know, when we first all got together, there are some unwritten housewife rules, right? Like you don't talk about people's kids. Like it's like a thing, even if you're not on the show, you know that. Yeah. And we talked about that. Like it was like, guys, kids are a no go. And then to find myself in a situation where like my kids, validity was was questioned was really uncomfortable and honestly surprising um, that in this day and age, that's what we're talking about. But again, this was the first day in the Hamptons. We had traveled for, I don't know, like 12 hours because it was a long weekend. We got stuck in New mm-hmm. Hamptons traffic. And I think everybody was hangry and tired and emotions were high. Not to justify what she said, but I just think everybody was exhausted and, you know, people weren't really being rational. Totally. I think that is, like you said, not to justify a specific comment, but people forget watching these shows that when you're filming, it is a long day and you're, you know, having conversations with producers and you're, you know, waking up early to be in hair and makeup and all of this stuff that it's not just like six friends sitting down for dinner. It's like, this is a whole production that you've been doing all day long. And it really, I would imagine it feels not like, like things can come out that you wouldn't normally say, or like a filter can come down that you would normally keep up that it's like, you know, when, when you're in that kind of high stress environment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had just come off of a 24 hour shift, went straight to the airport. I think people woke up at five in the morning for a a. 7am flight. The flight was delayed. We had an issue with the transportation to the house. We got stuck in traffic. 
honestly, we, we joked that we could have gone to Europe in the amount of time it took us to get from Miami to the Hamptons. So it was just a long day and nobody was in their best state of mind. And um, I think, you know, a lot of things were said that night that people probably wish they would have said differently. And, um, you know, we've had conversations off camera and I'm comfortable saying that people, you know, don't necessarily stand by the comments that were made that night. Yeah, it seemed I was encouraged, I guess, at the reunion. It seemed like you and Marisol were able to sort of come together a little bit. I don't know if everything is smooth there, but it seemed like maybe she kind of gave up a little bit of that you know, that I'm, I don't give a shit act that she kind of had on the show. Cause it really felt like she, you know, you've got me confused for somebody who gives a shit and it's like, okay, but you're the one who's really bringing all of this to the surface. Yeah. You know, uh, people, your pro- friends are protective of one another. Right. And these girls, a lot of them have been friends for over a decade. And so, uh, you know, I think in her mind, she was being protective and watching over her group and just, you know, being extra cautious And I think over the season, she realized that there was really no reason to be worried about me, that I'm not out to get anybody. Um, And we did. We ended the season, I think, on on a better note. You know, we're not best friends, but we definitely talk now more than we did at the time. And um, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can move forward in a more positive direction. That's good. I think... Part of the thing when you're dealing, when you're in a situation like this, obviously there's going to be drama, there's going to be disagreements. That's kind of the whole point. But there's a difference between if you had really been gunning for someone and trying to take them down versus the conversation you were having was really, oh, did so-and-so make this comment or say this thing or make an assumption before they met someone, which let's be real, like that's how humans form opinions about each other. If you, if I've seen Larsa in the press for the last however many years and I've never met her, it's not that wild that I would have some kind of preconceived notion. And then I feel like you were really honest. Like once I met all of you, obviously my opinions changed because now I know you as people versus just uh, an Instagram person or a reality TV character. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's what she realized, right? that there was no actual interaction with me that warranted her being concerned. No one had ever heard me say something negative about another woman. Like no one ever witnessed, heard, or saw me act a certain way to validate those rumors or her sentiments. And I think that by the end of the season, she was like, maybe I was wrong, or maybe this wasn't accurate, or maybe I, you know, I didn't give her the benefit of the doubt. And so I think we all just need to kind of like, you know, Take each other for what we are and not what you've seen or heard or read in the newspaper. Uh, Because if that was what we were to judge people on, then none of us would be friends, probably. (laughs) (laughs) That that is definitely true. And I feel like the reunion is always kind of a time of like a certain amount of, you know, maybe maybe people aren't getting along. But also sometimes you can realize like, yeah, that might have been a little bit of an overreaction. I don't know if I want to tell you I was wrong, but I'll, you know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're, we, the housewives, are not the best at admitting when we're wrong. We kind of just are like, can we move on? <laughs> mm-hmm. I liked seeing at the reunion. I guess I had mixed feelings about Larsa and Adriana's kind of kumbaya moment at the end of the reunion. Because in a way, I'm like, I like seeing people move forward and be the bigger person. But also, I'm like, I still feel like y'all kind of hate each other. <laughs> you know, um, they have a longer history. Obviously, they, you know, 
they mm-hmm. they've known each other for season two or whatever season they were on together. It's been 10 plus years that they've had interactions. So I do think that, you know, there's some deeper issues at hand. And I don't know that that five second moment during the reunion is going to be enough to like really, you know, move forward. Um, but only time will tell, you know, I'm hopeful that their dynamic can improve somewhat because honestly, it's just awkward every time you're in a group setting, if there's always going to be this, this battle between them. Right. And I think Larsa is the kind of person where when she was coming back to the show, I think myself included, a lot of fans were like, I don't know if she really is going to be down to kind of talk about what everybody wants. You know, obviously there were a lot of questions about the, you know, Kim Kardashian of it all and that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of people were kind of pleasantly surprised that Larsa this season seemed, you know, in into it and really like participated. Um, and yeah, like she and Adriana just, you know, some people just aren't meant to be besties and that's okay. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, not every, you're not everyone's cup of tea and that's okay. Some people like coffee, you know, as long as they can like get together and just keep it civil so that every single event is not like overshadowed by these silly arguments. Uh, you know, that's, if we can do that, that's what I, at least, you know, that's a win in my book. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful 
Local Relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Switching gears a little bit, I want to talk about um, your some of your kind of more personal stuff that happened on the show this season. Um, the scene with your dad at that restaurant, I think for everyone watching the show, was a really you know, just it's, it was such an intense moment. And I think it felt like you were being so open and authentic with showing that on the show. What was your kind of thought process about deciding if that was something you wanted to share on camera and kind of the aftermath of how that felt? Honestly, um, going into the show, I never thought that my dad storyline or you know my dad's part of my life was going to be a topic of interest or something that would come up at all I really thought they were going to cut we would discuss more like my relationship with Anthony and kind of like my current situation but things with my dad kind of just evolved during natural conversation with my mom during a scene you know she asked me oh when was the last time you talked to your dad and I was very honest and I had said you know it had been a while and she was the one that brought up, you know, how I needed to try to move forward and, you know, be be more involved with him, that he's getting older and I don't know how much longer I'm going to have him around. So she it just came up naturally and we ran with it and we just were like, OK, well, like maybe this is like a sign from above that I'm supposed to, you know, try to work things out with him. And I honestly was very optimistic. I thought maybe this is going to be kind of like the start of a new relationship with him it was going to jumpstart something so I was really sad and um disappointed when he showed up obviously intoxicated yeah you know I, I I've tried to rationalize that maybe he was really nervous and he just had one too many drinks and we haven't really talked about it since then so I don't know <laughs> Yeah, I I mean it was just it was kind of tough to watch cuz it did feel like you had come to it from a really hopeful place of you know maybe maybe this time will be different and I think you know the hard thing about family is that sometimes people just aren't who you wish they could be, you know? I know. Yeah, totally. And you know, I think I've I've thought about it's interesting cuz you don't really think about yourself until you much, you know, like what are my personal issues or like how am I affecting the situation? But honestly, watching it on TV gives you almost like an outside perspective. It's weird. Mm. And I was like, I wonder if I'm a little bit of the problem, like in the sense that I am I'm an overachiever. I think, you know, when you go to medical school and you've studied all your life, you know, you're very focused on like getting a certain grade and whatnot. And I am an overachiever. I'm really tough on myself. I think I'm my own worst critic. And I think that I put a lot of really high expectations on people around me. And maybe that's not fair. Like, maybe I just have to come to, like, terms with who he is and that maybe he's just not going to meet these expectations. And that's okay. You know, like, he's doing the best that he can. So I'm doing a lot of (laughs) self-work. Totally. I liked seeing, I felt like you and Lisa had a really nice dynamic during the season. I felt like you kind of were able to be there for each other a little bit. I love her. She's awesome she's like a really great girl um really fun just sweet you know uh, i really enjoy spending time with lisa right and i feel like she is one of those people where her like outwardly just like the way she dresses and the way she looks and her whole kind of like image is very 
over the top. And you could think before you met her, oh, she's going to be so superficial or materialistic. But I really do feel like she's one of those people where she has that heart of gold that like if if she's on your team, she really is there for you. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like you see her on her social media and she's always like so beautiful and dolled up and glamorous and stuff that you don't realize like on a day to day basis, like she's running around taking care of two kids, you know, like keep She's busy. She's like a hands on mom. And I just feel like and she's busy at the med spa. And I feel like you don't get to necessarily see those sides of her when you just like look at social media. But she's actually really cool and down to earth. And um, she's different. You know, like I just didn't know that she was going to be so real and like authentic. Would you say that she's the person from your cast that you are closest with as a friend? Um, Lisa and I are certainly close, um, but you know what? I'm actually really close with Gertie and Julia. I think because we were all newbies together, we have like this special bond where we started this process together. And, um, you know, at some points we kind of felt like we maybe weren't fitting into the group. The OGs weren't, you know, giving us our place. So we all have a special bond. I think the newbies uh, that we don't necessarily share with some of the, um, the older castmates. I like that. And I thought I thought all three of you did a really good job at bringing stuff that was happening in your real lives onto the show and feeling authentic with that. And then also, of course, you know, getting involved with the group dynamic. Um, And I think it's really hard when you're coming into not only not only is it an existing group because it's season four, but an existing group that has a decade of history. And I felt like that could have been a really rough spot with this kind of reboot but it felt like all three of you really kind of rose to the challenge thank you yeah you know uh, at first it was certainly weird finding our place in the group but i would say that by mid-season and definitely by the end we had all kind of integrated into the group where it really didn't necessarily feel like the ogs and newbies it kind of just felt like one group which was really nice yeah and especially having you know, Adriana and Marisol and Kiki, in addition to the six of you that were, you know, official housewives this season, it felt like this kind of big friend group where everybody was had, you know, different connections with different people in the group. And so it didn't really feel like it was like, oh, there's like six of us who are like mojito holders or whatever. I mean, can we just give everybody a mojito at this point? Like, come on. I need mean, it. it Let's call it what it is. Adriana and Marisol definitely deserve mojitos. And let's just give Kiki one while we're at it. Like, let's just <laughs> all have cocktails. I, I wanted to see more of Kiki this season. I think from what we saw of her on the show, I think she is hilarious. I was Kiki's dying at her so sometimes. funny. She's beautiful, obviously. She dresses incredibly. Um, and she's she's got a really great story, you know. I, I And I'm hoping that she comes back and she can share that story um, with viewers. You know, she's an amazing mom. She has a beautiful little girl, but she also has an older son. And I just feel like viewers would enjoy learning more about her. Totally. I mean, I think anyone anyone who's funny, looks like that, has something interesting happening in their personal life. It's like it's a, it's kind of a no brainer for yeah, a show absolutely. like Housewives. Like because I mean, the thing you always want to avoid is people who have nothing going on in their lives. And it's like. I don't think I don't think that's Kiki. <laughs> no, Kiki. Kiki's super interesting. She's, um, you know, we we bonded a lot because we have similar stories with our dads. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that she gets to share her story because she's come a long way in terms of her family um, relationships. And I think it's something that people can resonate with. Totally. And I I love 
in the Miami cast that there is so much diversity within you guys of, you know, your backgrounds, where you're from, where your parents are from. You know, it just feels like everybody really is bringing something special and unique to the table, Absolutely. but it all comes together. And it like all of you guys have such a great dynamic together. And I think it's such a fun there isn't really any other show like that. It, it feels very unique. Totally. Um, it's a lot of us, but you know what? We all work well together. That's why when I saw these rumors that somebody new was coming, I was like, no, not that I have anything <laughs> against someone new. I just didn't want anyone to leave. Right. Cause I feel like we have mm. like, we found our vibe. Everybody kind of has a great story that I'm just like, Oh Lord, we got to do this again with someone else. Right. So, Obviously, I think people very are loved season four, and when that happens, people start talking about season five right away. Are you? Is there anything that you would be excited specifically about bringing onto the show? About showing, like you know, is there anything that you kind of want to bring to a potential season five? Um, you know, like I said, I think uh, watching yourself on TV, you learn a lot about yourself. Um, so I think I've been doing a lot of self work, and I'm hoping that. People or viewers can continue to see our family journey. Um, I'm not interested in doing a big wedding, but I definitely want to celebrate the engagement. So there, um, you know, we're planning a, a really fun engagement party in the next couple months. So I'm hoping that we can share that with um, with viewers and the rest of the cast. If I hope so too. <laughs> I <laughs> I hope so too. I mean, from things Andy has said, you know, Bravo likes Bravo Peacock, whatever likes to be uh, coy about these things, but I don't think. I, if you asked anyone on the street, I think Real Housewives of Miami reboot was a success. So I think so it's, too. It's exciting. I now that you are in the Housewives universe, there's always exciting things happening. And now we're seeing this ultimate girls trip, you know, thing rolling out. If you were to someday be on a Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, is there anybody from some other franchises that you would enjoy being on that trip with? Um, so I think Dorit is like a fashion icon. I mean, oh. I just, her style to me is just incredible. Um, I love Tamara. Obviously Tamara's kind of be on this, um, this upcoming season, but I think she's yeah. super fun. Tiffany Moon, just because I think we have so much in common. I think we would just get, I mean, we chit chat all the time. I think it would just be fun on a personal basis to hang out. Um, I don't know. There's so many good ones. That's hard to just pick a few. And then I'd want probably a Miami colleague. That's it. I'm not naming any more names. Some people are going to feel left out. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I think Dorit would be a great one. She hasn't done a girls trip yet. Tiffany, I think we. I was talking about this with her, but it's like people really liked her. And then for a lot of reasons, Dallas, you know, didn't continue after her first season. So I think Tiffany, more than anyone, deserves a vacation on, <laughs> on Bravo's dime. <laughs> um. Is there anywhere that you would be really excited about traveling on Real Hostiles of Miami for a future trip? I know you guys did Hamptons this year, but I would love to see some some international travel for you guys. Uh, that's what we said. We were like, guys, we're not because you know what? Miami's so close to the Bahamas that everyone's like, let's go to the Bahamas. And we're like, no, no Bahamas. <laughs> um, I would like love I could exactly swim there. Come on. <laughs> I would really um, love to do something international. You know, I think Paris would be a lot of fun or London. Or Monaco. I don't know. I'd like to do something fun and fabulous. The level of glam that would be happening if your group of ladies was doing a Paris trip. That's I exactly. almost. <laughs> it would be like Emily in Paris, but for like <laughs> our age. People would bring out berets and like wild things. It would be so good. It would be so good. 
thinking of like Lisa Hochstein's Paris outfits. <laughs> I mean, look, everybody dresses really well. Alexia dresses incredibly. Kiki would like, leave, you know, leave it Shut all Shut it out down, there. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Gertie too. I mean, honestly, the women on the show dress really well. So I think Paris would be incredible. I agree. You guys do dress really well and everybody kind of has their own style. It's not... Little and, style, right. No one dresses the same. I mean, let me just say, your reunion looks got pretty rave reviews, especially c- compared to some <laughs> other recent reunion looks. You know, it, so. didn't, it didn't hurt us that we followed a very uh, interestingly styled <laughs> Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> I you think know, that helped. <laughs> I think reunion fashion is treacherous territory and sometimes what is a, a fine idea just, just doesn't quite play out the way you want it to. You know, it's tricky because it starts off with like a concept, you know, and then you have to make sure that everyone kind of like color coordinates. Like for me, I I got the color scheme, but I didn't realize that everybody was going to be in sequins. So I kind of felt like I was a little like underdressed once I saw everybody else's outfit. And remember, we don't get to see each other's either. Right. Come out there. It's a surprise. So when I saw everybody in like sequins, I was like, oh, shit, I missed the memo. But. No, you looked good. Everybody looked is. good. I have to imagine it's it must be stressful when you're doing this whole experience for the first time because you have to have uh, your interview looks that have to look good from the waist up on camera. And then every event is being filmed and then you have to do the reunion. And it's like, what am I how am I supposed to know what to actually wear to any of this? Yeah, it, you know, it's tricky. We actually there was like a lost scene um, there. We went to like a swim week fashion show. And I had was out of town. I got in the day before the fashion show. I didn't even like see the invite. I showed up and I didn't realize that everybody was wearing the designer's clothes. Every single casting was wearing the designer's clothes. And I showed up wearing nothing that looked like the designer's clothes. And I was mortified. I was like, oh my God, I'm like such an idiot. Thank God the scene got cut. You're like, if I had known, I would have just bought a swimsuit, like a dress. Yeah, I just, I totally missed the memo and I felt so stupid. But, um, you know, for whatever reason, that like scene didn't make it in the, um, make it to the editing room. So I was very excited about that. (laughs) They sacrificed that so we could see Lisa in her green dress at the Poor thing. You know what? It was a bit of color we needed that day. I was just going to say, we needed like a little bit of a a humorous moment because that was, I mean, that was just so emotional. (laughs) I thought this, this season of Miami, it really, it really brought a bit of everything. It was funny. It was dramatic. It was also very emotional and real. And I think that's, that's all you could ask for from a housewife season. Seriously. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't make up the stuff that happened this season. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. And if you don't know what we're talking about, make sure to watch Real Housewives of Miami on Bravo starting on April 5th, because it's going to be fun to experience it for the first time. I can't wait. Uh, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. Aww, this was you, this was so great. Thank you for having me. Of course. You're welcome back anytime. Hopefully, uh, maybe for season five, we'll see you uh, later this year. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Bravo.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.